Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys give you a top five list and then add one more. Fight scenes, chases, desert island movies, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. You and I, yeah, you and I have explained it. And Jamie just explained it to the people. So oh, that's right. Let's explain it now, Nathan. What uh, These are our top six or our pick six cable movies. What's a cable movie? A cable movie is when I didn't realize you were recording. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would say they accurately describe this category. It's like it's a film you come across while you're flipping channels and you have to stop. You know, or... In this an, day and age. In this day and age, it's... You know, a slightly different interpretation would be it's a highly rewatchable film. Now, granted, there are a lot of movies that I'm not going to be, I can have on this list that are probably sometimes more rewatchable. Sure, sure. But these six kind of hit the nail on the head for me for, I would stop and most likely finish watching it or come across in the middle, the end. These are ones you can kind of start, doesn't matter when. All right. Right into it. What's your number six? Oh, was that because I won the coin you toss? You won again? the coin toss again, you devious bastard. Uh, I put the, brec- the Breakfast Club. Oh, good one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, this film makes its viewers re-examine their high school years wondering if they could have uh, maybe or should have done anything differently. You know? <laughs> I mean, because you watch that, you don't think... You can't not think about being in high school when watching that movie. Absolutely. You know? And, and so, I, came, I came across it when I was in high school, yeah. so it's sort and, of... Rang true. A little bit stilted, but it rang true. Yeah, true it's a enough. stilted, and it's not my specific generation, but I grew up in the 80s, and it's incredibly nostalgic for me to watch this Absolutely. Movie. so it's just just the digs on the principal. Yeah. You know? My number six uh, <laughs> cable movie is Jaws. Oh. Uh, because when... When I first was introduced introduced as a That's person a that watches choice. movies to Jaws, it was 1995. It was the 20-year anniversary, and TBS ran it that entire summer. TBS made a great big deal about airing it in its entirety without any edits and all that. And they did that once or twice. If I'm knowing TBS, they probably did it for 24 hours back-to-back, but I know they did it at least once. And then after that, uh, it was on all the time, once a day for the rest of the summer. Just like- and even with the edits that they did subsequently after mm-hmm. that you know I, I hate it when they edit movies for time or content but mm-hmm. even with those edits it's still a perfect movie yeah that's my number six uh, my number five is Step Brothers. <laughs> I've never seen Step you Brothers. still haven't seen Step no I hate Will Ferrell <laughs> there's nothing I mostly hate Will Ferrell yeah. well, there's been a lot of Will Ferrell stuff that that has been done lately that I'm not a huge fan of this is this movie is now 10 years old which really bothers me already <laughs> uh, it's it's cinematic junk food, man. It's like our generation has been infatuated with man boy complex, you know, men who refuse to grow up in this film. You're, you're across the table from one right exactly. now. <laughs> and this film doesn't really have any sort of redeeming value, but I can't help but watch it when it's on. It's just, there's so many stupid moments and it's vulgar and it's gross and it's, like an 80s it's yeah. like a nouveau 80s movie. it is a nouveau 80s movie i think you would enjoy it it's one of his in my opinion it's one of his better when it comes to those stupid comedies sure. don't pick a movie that has mark Wahlberg in it and him as a comedy when those, i when i go will ferrell I, I i'm like everybody i like anchorman right and i'll laugh at a couple things in the talladega nights movie but right <clears throat> when i go will ferrell i go like everything must go that's good and that's a great. I mean, it's a little absurd, but it, everything must go is a great movie. But that was not 
that was not the pick, and sorry, I got sidetracked there. Holy mackerel. All right, so your number five is? My number five is the <laughs> Chuck Norris classic, Lone Wolf McQuaid. I have never seen <laughs> Um, in this house, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, is that the one where you actually? It's basically posted? it's basically the prequel to Walker Texas Ranger. Okay, but is the, that one the one I posted you, no, the one I posted was, was uh, Christmas AF, and there was a white yeah. Christmas tree behind him. That was a different. movie. That was a completely different oh, Chuck okay. Norris movie, which is also a Christmas movie in this house. That was a force of one. Um, Lone Wolf McQuaid is a late eleventh hour entry because we changed the format of this from a, a list of five to a list of six. And I did not totally review my notes, and I had a movie here listed at number five that I used for a prior episode. <laughs> and we're trying to avoid that as much as possible. We're not gonna. We don't want to repeat. It's basically um, a raucous, unedited prequel to Walker Texas Ranger. He's he's a he's a Texas he's a badass Texas like the most badass Texas Ranger. He doesn't play by any anybody's rules but his own. He's a bit of an alcoholic, uh, but he knows how to whip ass and. It's uh, typical what mid eighties mid eighties mid eighties eighty four eighty three eighty four where he's still just doing mustache or no facial hair he's he's he's, he's mustache and very primmed beard but okay. he is a furry freaking man this is pre fundamentalist Christian Chuck Norris so he's okay with being way misogynistic and way freaking drunk guy that's before he's doing was it Bowflex or whatever <laughs> yeah this is way before he was doing Bowflex <laughs> uh, although whatever it was that he was selling it was after Walker Texas Ranger I believe oh so. yeah he's not selling much anymore yeah. uh, but for your for your Chuck Norris dollar Lone Wolf McQuaid is uh, is Carlos at uh, at his peak okay alright number four Groundhog Day. Oh, you bastard. Well, that's a great pick. I know. And the thing is, is some people list it as like time travel too. And while I kind of understand that concept, I could not justify that as a time travel movie. Wait till we get to the time travel episode. Yeah. Then. And so not for me, but that's not for me either. But, but yeah. And so I'm like, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with the fact that, you know, that concept of living the same day over and over again. I well, mean, you worked in retail. You did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did it for eight and a half years, you know. But I mean, any time that it's on, I have to stop what I'm doing to see where Phil is during his dilemma. You know, did I miss the slap montage? Has he driven off the cliff yet? Not once have you ever thanked me, yeah. you little brat. Have I'll I, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe. Have I missed the flapjack line yet? You know, I just love it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Is it too early for flapjacks? Too early for flapjacks? That's a great pick. All right. So your number four is? My number four. Do you remember on TNT? I believe it was TNT. Joe Bob Briggs hosted no. the late night Friday night horror movie. Oh yeah, he was kind of countryish. I don't I don't know what his real name is, but his his name for that was Joe Bob Briggs. Yes, and I do remember that. He would host yeah. these schlocky horror movies. It was freaking awesome. Anyway, the perfect movie he could do for that, and he did do it, was Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 remake. Is that the one you lent me? Because I'd never seen the original. Yes, the, the original. I don't. I, this is a rare occasion when I don't like the original more. Then I like the remake. the The remake that was is the a little, Tom Savini one, right? Tom Savini yeah. did it, yeah, with the with the blessing. Sex of, Machine. That's <laughs> all. George Romero. Before anything else, um, but it's perfect for Halloween time, <laughs> or tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> if you, if you're feeling if you're feeling froggy, uh, it's, it's it's sort of just the perfect cable movie. There's no there's no uh, boobs or nudity, anything like that. What's it's, her name's a better Barbara? 
She's a way better Barbara, and he's a way better Ben. It's just, it's Ben just, is not a big deal deal to me uh, in either movie, but most definitely the Barbara is better in the ninety version. Yeah, because she kind of can hold her own. It's, yes. Yeah. Night okay. of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety remake. Okay. That's my number four. Number four. Okay, so number three for me is the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, good one. Because it's still playing on TNT as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it three o'clock already? Yeah. Damn. I mean, Andy Dufresne's character arc while in Shawshank is just to me, it's just so compelling. I mean, an innocent man who's influenced by prisoners and criminals that surround him only after he's, you know, in prison. He doesn't become a criminal until he's actually there. He's made one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, his drive to stay hopeful when everyone around him was not, it just always pulls me in. And when he finally escapes and when he's reunited with his best friend, when he's reunited with Red, oh, it gets me every time. Hands down, most satisfying ending of any film I've ever watched. And so if we ever do a pick six of best endings, now I've screwed myself. <laughs> no, you because, just have to pick six more. But yeah, I mean, you don't even, all you see is just this long shot helicopter of them embracing and I'm, you'll look over me and it's Niagara Falls, Frankie. <laughs> every time. Every time. The choice I, I picked for number three uh, is a very heartfelt movie. It is uh, Steve Martin's Roxanne. The retelling of uh basically Cyrano de Bergerac. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's just a it, it's a it's a well-written witty little late 80s romantic comedy with Steve Martin's. He had started to tone himself down at this point from his wild and crazy yeah days, but he still he he started he started writing books. Started novels, writing books and he started yeah. writing he started writing really good damn movies uh at this point in his career because he stopped having two brains and he stopped, you know, being all of me and all that. That's my number three, Roxanne. Okay, so my number two, I have a clip, and so when you're ready... Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Sure, no problem. <laughs> you're not sure what that's from? I'm not sure what that's from. Gal- Galaxy Quest. <laughs> was, that, was that Sigourney Weaver? It was. I, could, I, I could. was repeating what the computer said. <laughs> I I've heard from so many different other ones, but I went with short rather than long. On I've this heard one. from so many people that that Have is you a, still not seen that. No, that oh it's a great God. movie. It is hilarious. You know what stops me from watching it? Tim Allen. Tim Allen he is great in it. I think because he's like a Dick Shatner character, right? Mm-hmm. Not a Dick. I, I know his name is William Shatner, but like he's a, a William Shatner, Shatner who is a Dick to a degree. Um, yes, I know it's. I'm Richard Shatner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've heard so many people say that that's a good movie. It's an absurd yet brilliant concept that alien races and intergalactic space travel is in fact real, but that an alien race believes that your show (laughs) is a historical document is just beyond present. You convinced me. I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. It is hilarious. All right, so that's my number two. What's your number two? My number two is most people hate this movie, and I don't know why. It is the 1987 Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks reimagining of Dragnet. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched that. It's the perfect cable movie, man. It's it's like it's detective-y, cop story, comedy, procedural <laughs> comedy, buddy, kind of culty because they've got that weird Resident Evil death cult happening in it. Yeah, that was the only thing that was kind of weird for me, but I get it. And it's, it's Christopher just... Plummer. It's and is Colonel it, Potter's in it, it? <laughs> and because he was in the original Dragnet. It's uh, Tom no. Hanks plays the perfect not straight. Pep Strebeck, yeah, Pep Strebeck. Yeah. He's the Dan Aykroyd plays the perfect straight man for that. Well, he plays Joe, Joe Friday, Friday yeah. right? And so it's just, yeah, it does work. It's just been a long time since I've watched. That. It's you know, it's it's just a goofy Sunday afternoon comedy. <laughs> All right, my number one is Goodfellas. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. That's I a mean, Friday night movie man. to me. Which I guess is a cable movie. Yeah, but. but I mean, I just get sucked in every time you hear Henry Hill's narration. You know, all I ever wanted to do was be a gangster, and I'm there. I'm in. I'm invested. I don't care if it's I'm going to be up till eleven thirty or one thirty or eight <laughs> thirty in the morning. Yeah, with my age. Yeah, what time? Or is it eight thirty p.m.? I don't care if I'm up till eight thirty. I'm watching this movie. <laughs> Anybody on the other end of this uh, episode is keeping score. Your movies are far. They're in a different. Uh, league of this sport than my movies <laughs> with the exception of Jaws and maybe Roxanne uh, because I mean, your number one pick is again yeah. Goodfellas and my number one <laughs> you get a choice with my number one is it Roadhouse? No. No. I wouldn't think so. My number one is any Friday the 13th movie you choose because again we're talking movies that uh, some of most of you listening probably understand what it's like to not have any movie you want at your fingertips at all times and you're sort of at the mercy of the television and it often happens it often happened around halloween or on friday the 13th in later years but you would walk by uh and there would be there would be jason in the midst of killing somebody and body counting is a good way to spend a sunday afternoon or a friday evening that last two minutes 90 seconds of the first one still gets me. Of the, the, the first one was a great standalone, <laughs> Look, shitty, slocky, psychological. You get to see Kevin Bacon get stabbed in the neck from behind. Who doesn't right? love that? And then <laughs> the corpse of, is that supposed to be the corpse of Jason? That no, that's him. Like? That's him. That's what sets up the mythology right. of the rest of the shit series. Is that he, all of a sudden, after 30 odd years of being at the bottom of this lake, comes up and he's only slightly discolored. And, and grows up, you know, into an adult size. Too. Grows up into the size of a well-built linebacker. So yeah, those are our uh, those are our, our top. Six those are pick six uh, cable movies. Cable movies. So. We will be back next time with a completely different list of which I'm sure Nathan has classy, well thought out movies, and I've got shit garbage. <laughs> we'll see you then. Have a good one. <laughs>